0: Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci fi obsessed nerds, Stephen Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable, quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 10, Episode 7 Creatures of the Deep.
1: Classic jellyfish growl. <laughs> Sting ya! I'm a little sexy mermaid. Oh, come come right? here. Look at my wet penis. <laughs> that's, that's what, what jellyfish, jellyfish always say like. to lure you in. Exactly. And sting ya. You see that and then they're obs- They're piss freaks because yes. that's how you gotta take care of them. They exactly. Piss all over.
2: Have you seen that new uh kind of jellyfish related? Have you seen that new Hyundai stinger or Kia stinger? Yeah, I saw it. We were driving and you're like, What oh, the okay. fuck that's is that? Right.
1: And you're like, I've never seen that mm. before.
2: That was a classic of my wife moment where she goes. My friend was just telling me and I said, "Oh, you mean me
1: 3 hours ago?" <laughs> she goes, yeah. "Yeah. You're my friend." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like their sports car mm. whatever compete with something yeah. type because I
2: think uh, they killed vehicle. they killed that whatever that thing was. Remember the um, oh no, that was Hyundai. Remember that Hyundai cool little had the Hyundai Genesis,
1: car, Genesis The, that's the what it was. two-door coupe. And I am stuck in the night and Something with night, gorillas right? of yeah. the Night. I've uh, been There it is. I knew there was it. a um, It's a real...
2: That's right? non-Cockney ah, Collins. The right, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the true Collins. Yes. Um, it's uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, we're going to be... Starting well, I'm going to be gone Monday. I don't think you're coming again. But yeah. uh, I mean, you might be, but not with me. Uh, but yeah, we didn't record this past monday uh, you might see I'm coming
1: coming 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 coming
2: uh that was the fucking uh, uh, george mcfly laugh at the yeah. end yeah we didn't record monday this past monday night we were at the uh try wizard Trivia tournament at Bottle Logic yes. Brewing once but again. But not quite a tournament, because it's right. only the one and done session. Yes. Three rounds, two nights, six rounds yeah. total
1: over so the course of 10 days or something. Yes. So if you want to hear more about it, yeah. fuck you. Uh, no, in years past we've gone in, I think we've done two yeah. Beer There Drunk That's on it. Yeah. That yeah. was one of our first... It was episode one or two. two I think two. Because one two, was the yeah. thing. It yeah.
2: was uh, Oktoberfest. Exactly. But,
1: uh, <laughs> uh So if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to those. Yes. But Because we're going to say right now, this year it was dramatically different. Yes. Much smaller. Traumatically different. Tr- exactly. Yeah. So people are getting hit in the face. Yeah. Lots of blood. But um, I think, because you were saying there's construction and all this yeah. stuff, I think they just didn't go for the full-on big... Uh, Big event. They couldn't, yes, yeah. um,
2: for zoning reasons. So, um, yeah, it was still fun, but uh, my wife is a Harry Potter freak. Yes. So, we're going back Monday with a new little crew. And I think Steve's sitting this one out. Yeah, because um, it's a pain in the ass to get out it there. It is. And yeah. I don't know
1: any Harry Potter trivia. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and last year was a little more. Fun in the sense that there was almost there was more people watching. There was yeah. just like there was better food was trucks and other a festival stuff. Festival exactly. vibe to
1: it. It had like um, a really an adult school carnival vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because yeah. you could uh, keep going up and getting the different drinks, and right. it was easy. Where this was like in their normal tasting room, right? Still, not that it was a bad line, but it no. was just kind of like. It was packed. just going to the tasting room and doing a normal trivia right it didn't feel special exactly outside um, of the content which your wife thought was probably special yes
2: and the and while the beers were good they didn't have nearly the variety they usually have right, right. each year they basically focused on their butter beer and IPA which was the Grimm with tropical T IPA well, and that then, fuzzy
1: one, or is that not part of this? Or is no, it just so, yeah, on tap.
2: Right? I, I was just dumb and order from the right side of, and which I assumed all the beers were Harry oh, Potter right. themed, but those were all just their their hoppy beers. Oh, so all because that was good. Stuff. The, yeah, the, f- the fuzzy. They had like peach three hazies on on tap. Right, um, but uh, but yeah, but then their kind of main thing was a variant on the same stout, but just had like almond joy flavor, or Snickers flavor, or cookie, or something else. Yeah. so yeah, which so, yeah. so almond joy variety, was super good. Still, all very good beers. Biologic's yeah. always good, yeah. but. But, uh, I but I appreciate it because it was a little mellower mm-hmm. it, because the last couple cause especially last year where we we qualified right and then had the to c- and then had to come back six hours later, yeah, so we had to like go home and have a day <laughs> after yeah. drinking and trivying, yeah, come Ooh. back <laughs>
1: sorry that, about that. that Belch is
2: making us – some of that green here. leaf chap chap salad oh, with kale yeah. um, but uh uh, but yeah, but this was just like. Easy going, but yes, getting out to that little chunk of Anaheim Fullerton area by Disneyland is like such a fucking pain. And traffic is I mean, California traffic, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh no, traffic is really fucking bad since Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. It's been horrible. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. even even driving to your house, which is very close to yeah. where we work, it's probably three miles, three and a half miles down the freeway. And it was 1, thir- 1 15 in the afternoon, and yeah. it took me 25 minutes to get here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, totally fat. Well, and then it started raining, which that yes. doesn't
1: help at all either. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it's Friday, as Rebecca Black said Yeah. once, uh, in the greatest song ever. Yeah, um, Convertible. Yeah, we're streaming on Twitch here. Um, we, uh, we got a couple new patrons oh uh, the last day or two sir dubbingsley I don't know if he's watching today but thank you for becoming a new Grazie. you're so coined patron <laughs> for five dollars a month or more he's gonna have a whole a whole classic December 7th weekend of there. catching up on well, tons <laughs> of content catching there. rags yes. <laughs> uh, yeah there's probably 20 some episodes on there by now so um that's patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens yes. where every month there's an episode of adventurous Ghosts, our ghost adventures podcast or Probing deeper where you probe deeper into the world of ancient aliens, the UFOs, conspiracy theories, or into the projects oh. of the folks on the show Ancient yes, Aliens. Sir so.
1: Dubbingsley's here right now. Oh so Dubbingsley. We'll talk to you there more you now because you pay. <laughs> us. Give you all the response. Yes. Yeah, um, I still don't know how to set up the I literally logged into yeah. to Twitch and it didn't have anything of like except money now, except these. Like yes it says once you reach that level you can, but it doesn't Interesting. There's no toggle or something. So I don't even know how to get it to a bank account because right. it wasn't like add your whatever. Um, well,
2: that's fine. We'll talk about it we'll later. We'll deal with it later. Uh, Dubbingsley sent us a little message about that too, so we'll yeah. figure it out. Uh, but thank you, Sir Dubbingsley, for your patronage and your support in all things Twitch Prime account. Related. Yes. <laughs> um <coughs> He's our go-to IT guy. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even More though, software like, It's like our fourth time talking yeah. to him, But it's fine It's sick uh, <laughs> No Swedish um, uh, yes. So
1: yeah, how are you doing, Steve? I'm okay. Mm. I feel like I've got a cold coming on. Mm. been slamming all the antibiotics, not antibiotics, but just vitamins. <laughs> just been and, crushing yeah. various <laughs> antibiotics. You know, just don't A lot of diarrhea yeah. and bleeding stomach going on. But. Yeah, I can't really digest food anymore, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so. penicillin in there. Working from home today was nice because then I could relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually feel, I felt worse probably this morning where I kind of feel better now. Good. So we'll That's see. Good. A lot oh, of people
2: have been getting sick.
1: Yeah. Both stomach or
2: sinus infections a yeah. lot. So, and my throat was hurting a little bit, but that's because I have been. I yelled at work a little bit and uh, then talked at a lot of meetings about how I yelled and then uh, went to therapy last night and talked about it again. And yelled. And yelled. So, yeah. Um, but so it's I just hope you. I'm, yelling at your penis the yeah. whole time. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping that. It doesn't uh, turn into an actual a throat cold. Yes. Like my Jewish grandmother always yes. told me to be careful about out in the rain.
1: Watch it, Daisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely, yes, we did see your question. We're trying to figure it out on Twitch yes. subs. Yes, uh, um, But yeah. yeah, so you're okay. I'm okay.
2: I think so. Um, yes. Sometimes, though, if your throat is already sore and messed up and inflamed, it can catch things right. more. Like semen. Like rags. Yes. No, Swedish. So <laughs> uh but yeah we uh so we're doing a quick friday post as monday we will be off so twitch streamers you'll be hearing this episode early as kind of usual kind, kind. of mm-hmm. um a couple hours now it's a couple days usual so whatever that meant a <laughs>
1: couple days usual a couple you. days more than usual uh and then we're gonna get a big dark beer fest tomorrow that's why i want to make oh sure yes. i'm rested too because it might be rainy
2: yes the anaheim I get very drunk there the phoenix club anaheim based brew ho ho the christmas beer festival <laughs>
1: Maybe we'll do some uh, live uh, nothing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we always say we will, and it never happens.
1: But uh, yes. uh, also,
2: Steve just posted up our uh, what do we call it? Our Blackout Friday event.
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking we dark should have called big it Blacked money
2: Raw. Friday. <laughs> oh, uh Blackout Friday, um, big big wait, money dark big beers. money dark beers uh, special event. So yes. uh, we recorded that last Friday, a week back from today. Yeah. Um, that is episode 38, despite it being numbered as 36 on the feed. Well, I, ref- I yeah. fixed it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's on the Beer They're Drunk That podcast feed, which is on mm-hmm. the same podcast services that Probing Ancient Aliens is on. So yes. two in and, two, and two months. That's pretty good for yeah. our track record Double for 2019. So, um, but yeah, uh, 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 I'm going to read one of our reviews in a segment we call. Reaching for the Stars, Reaching for the Stars is where we ask you, the little probers and probets out there, to give us a five-star rating on various podcast services, wherever you can rate us, Uh, or even on Facebook, you can give a five, you know, star recommendations, star recommendations, things like that, Um, but uh, today, oh, sorry, uh, if you give us a five-star rating and review us in the comments of that rating, we will give you a shout-out on the air and read it. I'm yeah. kind of scatterbrained right Uh <laughs> I'm like high energy, but scatterbrained. No, so Swedish. Uh, <laughs> this one uh, comes from tony one 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 seven three four via Apple Podcasts in the United States of America. And he just did it today. Um, well, if it was Tony with an I, I would say he or she. But I'm assuming this is an Anthony, which is a very male, uh, gender normative name. So uh, <laughs> Tony gives us a five-star review titled, A Recommendation. Uh, and he says, I'm not completely caught up, so not sure if mentioned, but have you guys seen the Sook's solo show, In Search of Aliens? It's pretty hilarious. Some good Childress and EVD stuff in there, too. Now, I have not, because I always thought that In Search of was mm-hmm. the show hosted Hi. by the original villain from Nissan Versa. Nissan Versa from the first season of Heroes, the guy that ate the brains. The Asian
1: guy? Syler." <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, no, he's like the gay actor exactly. that played the villain. He hosts that <laughs> show. <actor>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But Sukalo's Tony, now Tony, to be fair to you, Sukalos does share it on his Facebook and Instagram a lot. But I've never seen his face in it, so I guess mm. I assumed it wasn't his show. So right. uh, I'm assuming that he maybe produces it or directs it or is in it and they just Some show sort of. clips of yeah. Siler and said. But uh, yeah, that could be one S- to <laughs> either do on Patreon or
1: one of our catch-up shows uh Rather, no, not a mustard I was just to say <laughs> that now that pairs well mostly during october with a yes. mustard. Uh, I'm not a big ketchup on hot dogs guy. I love both. Ketchup on my fries, I'll go through through periods, yeah. but ketchup on mustard on a hot dog, no thanks. <laughs> just I, a starred start and raw onions or cooked onions.
2: Uh, see and I like I like dif- I so I like both or either and mm-hmm. different combinations, right? Sometimes if I have like just a a shitty I don't really have those very much anymore, but like the classic just Oscar Mayer 8 or 10 pack of hot dogs. The 4th of July cock. Uh, Those were so kind of just, you know, good but kind of boring and dull, so I would Mm -hmm. always sauce those up with as much sauces as I could, Mm -hmm. which usually just my ketchup and mustard, but sometimes deal pickle relish as well, Um, But uh, because sweet pickle relish is disgusting. All the relish.
1: I like pickles, but I don't like relish. I don't know. It's just chopped up pickles. I know, but it's just gooey and, and gloppy and served in little, you know. I get it. Packets of shit. Yeah. Um, Single use plastic. <laughs> well, you get them in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to. <laughs> or a squeeze bottle, uh, which Even does kind of make it gross. It's, it's like, now it's chunks yeah, coming exactly. out of a squeeze That's what bottle. It's like gelatinous. Like, I say that for my penis, okay? Uh, don't worry.
2: It's just <laughs> plops, okay? <laughs> that fucking screen drives me insane. I know. There's too. something t- thinking like, it's somehow, getting touched, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to be touched. But yeah,
1: thank you, Tony, for that uh, review. Oh, that oh, 5 review. Here.
2: Hey, Bobando.
1: How's it going, uh, Steve? How's it going, Joey? We went through that already. Yeah, Bo you you're gonna the intro have to, to show, but back. Yeah. Uh, but we basically <laughs> we're good. Yeah, it's raining here. Um, but yeah, we will have to check that
2: show out, especially because <laughs> talk, talk I was counting the episodes that the the raw episode count mm-hmm. right, and there is about fifty-ish, no, Swedish yes. episodes until we hit the like, like last week's episode. Oh, so like, so it's about a, a year year-ish. until we catch up completely. To the current season. And of course- I mean, And then might we muster after. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, we have multiple options that we'll have to talk about as we get closer, but that In Search of
1: Show yeah. could be one, if it's good. Yeah. If it's good. Yeah. Or Adventurous ghosts or whatever. Right. so um, Yeah, because we got to keep the Patreon content balanced yes. with some sort of weekly. Right. And maybe we, uh, you know, like all the other podcasts out there, maybe we just kind of jump to topics mm-hmm. within that a little bit. Exactly. So, um, yeah, because I would assume that most people want to keep us
2: talking about- Something. Aliens and/or the paranormal, which right, right. some people lump together and don't. But uh, either way, we'll Steve and I am sure we'll be having a real discussion about that in like three hundred and sixty-three days. So, exactly. <laughs> and we'll decide right before hitting record <laughs> and you know hitting load to yes. the
1: uh, Apple Podcast <laughs> services. Yeah, he's over there hitting loads exactly. Um, oh, Koji's hot dogs are not to be confused with kegels. Both are good. Okay, Koji's hot dogs. Or Kogels, K O E G E L S. I've never oh, heard of Kogels so. versus Kegels. I see. Well, I know that yeah, part. Yeah, got it. Um, I was thinking of Koji truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that California. place is delicious too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: But what's a Kogel? Is that? It's, it's probably right? a brand that we don't have out here in California. Because yeah. um, oh, maybe he means Koger, like the r- r- grocery store chain, Kro- like Kroger. Well, that's oh, Kroger. that's Kroger. Kroger. That's right. Um, Kogel. Uh, he says Midwest. Oh, there we go. K O E G E L Kogel hot dogs. Yeah. Ooh, a thirty-two pack of Kogel Viennas right now on Amazon.com is going for
1: fourteen ninety-nine. Oh my god! A yeah. thirty, so they're fifty-cent cock.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, oh,
1: see, I get the Natons. Oh, gotta try those. Natons Bigs. Oh, the Coney Island dogs. Uh, yes. I get those those family packs and take those to the lake. Right. And me and uh, Japanese man crush I love those. Yes. I like those because like kind of like ballpark rings. They have kind of a plumpness to them. There's a plumpness, you know? a good salt balance, a good snap. Yeah. Uh, throw them on the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Me, and my cousin up at the lake, we'll crush two for, two, <laughs> two to three each for <laughs> oh, like yeah. lunch. Oh
2: yeah. Mustard Easy. only, of course. Oh yes, of course. First time I had uh, Nathan's hot dogs, or was
1: went to a Nathan's restaurant, was in Vegas. Oh, the in actual. The weird, yeah. In the weird, in the weird mall at MGM. Oh, because I went because they used to say at Luxor all the time, and mm. they have one in yeah. their little weird. And th- this people. was when I literally
2: was the first time I went to Vegas when I was probably twelve. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. my dad, with old and Pino.
1: My dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just crush mint chip. Oh yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Other than that, I think it's business as usual. For us here, that's how you do it, production. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, the we'll studio's probably do a, looking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll probably do a beer there on uh the Brujo maybe this year if there's maybe. enough to talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Last year was fun, but nothing crazy. Nothing to. There was no standouts. About. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. looking at the beer list this Just, year, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that yeah. again. Might be a two-hour job there yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get super plastered because, yeah. like, sometimes those it's like. Fun to drink and then you just feel like shit mm-hmm. and it's like three o'clock and yeah. it's like then your the rest of your day. Is I think
2: last year I got away with after a couple hours feeling pretty much nor- tired but pretty much normal again. Yeah. It's also supposed to be raining. Well, Don't last know. year
1: was when I did that, came home, oh, yeah. rested for like 20 <laughs> minutes, and a bunch of people showed up to my house and we went to right. a Christmas party yes. where I then drank more mm-hmm. and. I didn't make no. I didn't have anything too bad. One pers- fool of myself. One <laughs> person thought I said something. Uh, of upset, course, of course they did. But uh, <clears throat> that was about it. Everyone else, we had a good time. Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah, that was when our, our buddy uh, Thrill puked in your driveway on the yeah, after the Uber ride, which
1: home. I uh, I meant to text him, and then yeah. I was like, you know what? He didn't That's reach right. out to us about it. Hi, yeah. so. Bye. Bye, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, every the last. I also want to ask him if he knew about sax starting at where we are. Oh, yes, exactly.
2: Um, uh, No, the last two years of the Bruhoho, well, we've had one since, but tomorrow will be the second year. I'm just going to be wanting... A, Noble Brewing to be better again, mm-hmm. and B, to have Noble Brewing there with their womp. There it is, that fucking peanut butter
1: so one. They so they posted a list good. of all the beers, and I don't remember seeing it.
2: No, I know. That's so. why I'm saying. I know yeah. it's not going to be there. But you want it to be – oh,
1: God. That, that was the pièce de résistance. You want that caliber. Of that was probably the peak of Brew-Ho-Ho. I
2: just burped up some Caliber oh God. over there. Huh? <laughs> like, I
1: like, I like Brew-Ho-Ho still of all of them. Yeah. And we'll probably not still hot. go because it's yeah, <laughs> Yeah. it's not a pain in the ass to yeah. get to. It's not crazy hot, and the Phoenix and Club is kind of good enough, too. and yeah, it's a, it's a good venue. Mm-hmm. But I think that whole uh, that whole culture just kind of died. Right, like the beer fest where you're actually getting crazy beers, like right. Russian River showing up and they're bringing Pliny. It's exactly, like that was unheard of. Right, but they're getting desperate. and No yes. one's really going to these beer festivals anymore. Yes. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah. the future of the
2: that. better. I mean, just it's interesting that and <laughs> is this an episode of beer? they drunk back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bo Bandy did ask how fucked up did we get on Friday it or was, on the blackout Friday? I, we just loaded up Bo yeah, Bandy, yeah. so it's up there, but uh, we got pretty good. Yeah, most of us. <laughs> yeah, most of us <laughs> were very drunk by the six o'clock hour.
2: Um, yeah, and highly heavily buzzed by the two o'clock hour when we started finished up recording and Steve started cooking. Uh he salt bathed the meat a little too harsh. Um I did, pork after. chops. Yeah. But uh but I was a level of drunk where I didn't really care yeah, <laughs> or yeah. notice that much. <laughs> Your
1: brother in law who's sober. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did. Yeah, he was
2: <laughs> legit straight edge. So yeah. um but uh but yeah we got pretty drunk but um I stopped about six thirty, left about eight thirty and yeah. actually Was only was only about a fifth of the hangover I should have had for what I drank
1: that day. Right, right, right. By um, drinking lots of water and just curbing it early.
2: It is sadly, in a weird way, a win when you start to feel not drunk but hungover by the time you go to bed,
1: (laughs) right? Because at least that's better than the horror horrific part of being drunk. Crush water and like Aleve or Advil. Then exactly what I do. Hopefully, get to sleep and then just wake up normal. Right, where it's not the wake up in that state. Exactly. Of, and then you have to deal Ugh. with all the shit. Fucking room spinning, but yeah. Um, um, but yeah. yeah. He, but uh, it was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sir definitely said add some Founders K-B- KBS. Ooh, that stuff's good. It is good. Yeah. Uh, you can get that out here. Yeah. It's Founders just that there's, there's another version, though, where it's like the barrel aged. Exactly. Like some gnarlier versions that are tougher right. to get, but Ooh. yeah. Uh, Bobany cannot day drink anymore, and someone else says they're effed up right now. Oh, so nice. We Welcome. Getting that weekend started.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably post some stories uh, from the Beer Fest tomorrow yeah. on yeah. the Beer That Drunk
1: That account. Yeah. So follow us at Beer That Drunk That PC on Instagram. For basically Twitch, because yes, <laughs> if exactly. you're listening to this now, it's probably after Monday.
2: Exactly. Um, but yeah, this uh, episode was. Dumb, but kind of fun yeah. because it was Still so fun. different. It was so, it was so specific, yeah. right? We get some seeding going on. Yeah, exactly, we get some yeah. weird creatures. Yep, a lot of mad scientist shit. There's that that yeah. fucking weird German French guy was like, "I've yeah. removed the brain <laughs> of, <laughs> of <laughs> this uh, jellyfish four times Game. and it grew back every time." Yeah. And then he goes, <laughs> "And I raped it and it didn't remember <laughs> anything." Uh, he goes, he goes, and also. Recovered from wounds, and I'm like, Oh, so yeah. you were sitting there torturing a
1: jellyfish <laughs>
2: to see if it would heal? No, I was like,
1: Swedish, <laughs> Swedish fish, cutting. yeah. Uh,
2: but I was like, I think I wrote, I was like, That's some Wolverine Weapon X shit right yeah. there, so um, but yeah, there was some, I mean, some fun factoids about aquatic animals, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, but it really they really wrap it up with uh, the whole. I mean, we can say all this with pretty confidently because we only know of 10% of the animals in the entire ocean, right? Right. And we've only, like, explored 5% of the entire ocean or something. So um, they're basically just turning – they're basically just saying, remember, the ocean is kind of like space where right. there's creatures in there – Aliens okay. might have dropped, you know, some some it loads in there. Extreme to, conditions, exactly. Yeah, extremophiles. Yeah, that uh, Yeti crab they show yeah, exactly. on uh, Easter Island. So, um, but uh, yeah, we start off with, you know, what are space fish? Right? Are there space fish? Can fish survive in space? It is a vacuum. They do have I mean, to get oxygen somewhere else.
1: What if fish were
2: space? Right. <laughs> What if the universe was just the belly of one giant whale? Exactly. You know, like, not a fish. Just a, <laughs> an aquatic <laughs> mammal. Yeah. Who also needs oxygen to breathe. Yes. But not through water. Not the universe whale. Yeah. Um oh, we
1: get childress diving in this too. That was
2: like oof. That yeah. I was tired as fuck last night when I was like, Gotta watch this. Steve's so gotta go uh watch a child get some pictures taken after this yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Um Ooh. so we had to save <laughs> we had to save time. We couldn't watch it together, but uh Soon as I saw preview one of the coming up segments, I was like, "Oh God, I am so hard!" <laughs> I bust, I cracked my keyboard in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a karate Talk about chopper. A Yeti nut, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean this this first segment was interesting because I don't really remember hearing about this story in the news at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it was huge, but I didn't. But and on uh, August 19th, 2014, the Russians, the fucking Russians, on the International Space Station. Oh yeah, yeah. Sa- uh, found sound. Living sea plankton on the windows cleaned in little Little droplets of water or something on the windows. Um, and they had checked two weeks before going into orbit, or sorry, two weeks before they had done a like a whole check of any sort of like life form stuff, and there was nothing on those windows before. They have records that there were nothing on the windows before, so then they were like, Oh, like maybe it was. Um, water vapor in giant thermal streams that go out through the atmosphere up to the space station in orbit or whatever. Uh, But that would have been... um, Those would have been constantly going and hitting it within those two weeks, so that's really impossible. And so they Mm -hmm. have this astrobiologist, Chandra Wickramazing. Chandra. Yes. And uh, he thinks that those plankton were deposited because of panspermia. So somebody... Shot a big load okay, into right. a cast an old cast iron, They're right? Pant sperm fried it up and it got so dry, like an egg that's overcooked, it started to crack right at the edges. Yep. And they flake and fly off into space. But you put a little liquid on that egg, just like you put a little
1: liquid on these plankton, they come right back, the flavors yep. there, yep. everything. Um, but yeah, but pants Yeah, uh, just like, you know, astronaut ice cream. It's all dried exactly. out. You pour some liquid in there, right. freeze it, you've got some tasty, yeah. tasty treats, my yeah
2: friend. Astronaut ice cream is actually just astronaut semen or at least there's some in there yeah yeah it's imitation i like the real stuff but, yeah, yeah you
1: know. it's good um it's
2: good yeah <laughs> uh well because out in space it's easier to either eat the direct load from the source or it just floats around in a little ball you just right. float
1: over to it and chomp 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 well and that's what they have those little claw hands that they control yeah. with the space exactly. station just yeah. catching the loads right. and then dropping it back yeah. into the machine and they'll play games because it's like they'll if the you know the claw has
2: three three prongs on it you know so they'll try to get a, a drop on each of the prongs before yeah, putting that, it in their mouth. Exactly. So, but it's it's a balancing act. It's uh, a flavor zero saver. Zero g. Think. Zero g balancing <laughs> act. Zero oh, g God. spot. Flavor <laughs> saver. <laughs> uh, but panspermia actually is the idea that oh, yeah, it's not that. <laughs> 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 Por no los dos? Ah. Uh, but uh, sí, that uh, well. asteroids house um, and kind of protect microorganisms in the vacuum of space and radiation, and all that stuff. And as they break apart or hit planets, they can bring life, bring microbiological yeah. life, which could evolve just like ours did into advanced life mm-hmm. on a planet with the right conditions. So, yeah. um, also that these plankton could be considered extremophiles anyway, which gives them even more of a chance to survive out there. Um, they have this this. Like classic British guy Paul Davies on, and he's a theoretical physicist. and He has a bit of a lisp and he talks like this, yeah. and he's very proper or whatever. He's been on like the last three episodes intermittently or something, so I figured I'd give him a mention here. But um, anyway, he doesn't say anything that interesting, but uh, he talks about them being possible extremophiles too. Um, the interesting thing though is that regardless of if we believe these were puffed up from Earth and they were Earth sea plankton, right? Or kind from space, from yeah, whatever.
1: Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm just a visco uh, girl. <laughs> um, Got my fucking hat and what, my fucking jeans.
2: Um, the the, the fact <laughs> remains that these plankton, whatever their source, could survive in space, in the right, vacuum right. of space, which is crazy. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna remember some of my notes because it was last night. But I just wrote here SpongeBob. Anyone? Because <laughs> a plankton uh, okay. was a little evil guy. I think yeah. in that show. Um, yeah,
1: who ran the Chum Bucket?
2: Exactly. Yes, yeah. um, but we went to. Oh no, that was Squidward, right? No, Squidward and oh, and SpongeBob right. worked together. The Chum Bucket was the competitor. Exactly. Right. He's all Yes,
1: that's. right. Come on, my yeah. friend.
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I've never really watched a lot of SpongeBob. I've probably seen maybe five whole episodes ever. Oh really? It was just always on in my house where my stepdad and mommy were watching with my little sissies. So see, I got into it like when it
1: first came on. Yeah, and then I remember like seeking SpongeBob out SpongeBob th- hipster, huh? Exactly, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> like the trading cards and all this stuff at like a collectible like show I went to. Oh, and they're like, yeah, they don't make anything, but they should. That that stuff would kill. And yeah, then yeah. now it's like, right? They made
2: SpongeBob trading cards?
1: No, this was like when it first came on. I was oh. like, oh shit, this show's funny. It's like yeah, kind of yeah. like old Nicktoons exactly. where it's like adult but not. So I was, like, seeking out, hey, do they have any collectible shit? Right. And it was, like, probably season one, maybe right, two. Right. So they they were like, yeah, nothing. <clears throat> because they d- they didn't know, like, what kind of hit it would be. So exactly. that's what I was saying. It's funny. It's like, oh, nothing. And now it's, like, right. one of probably the all-time best Nickelodeon properties yeah. ever. Yeah. New movie coming out. Yeah. So Still Vex. With, like, a weird hybrid of, like, 2D and 3D kind of look
2: to it. Mm. I think they were kind of influenced by the Spider-Verse movie, where it was kind oh, of just, like, okay. a skip motion or skip frame animation, they call it or whatever. Mm. But... Um, anyway, uh, they go back to 1872 where the HMS Challenger, uh, did its infamous like survey expedition, like a lot, a, apparently a lot of the information we have about your classic marine animals started with this journey. Cause it was one of the first dedicated scientific study missions yeah. that was going for years. And after three years, uh, of dredging shit up, trying to find sea life and catalog sea life. They um, dredged below eighteen hundred feet, which up to right. that point was the depth that they that everyone Believe. thought yeah. so anything could survive because the pressure would get too great, right, for any Just known animal to to survive down there, right. So, um, but they dredge up a bunch of like really deep depth sea life, right, that yeah. they've never seen before, and they show all these old drawings, which is cool. Uh, and Medallion Man, William Henry, comes on for some reason to talk about the ocean,
1: yeah. Um, oh his later on where I'm like you fucking piece of shit you had to work on your thing right (laughs) Um, yeah that that gets pretty crazy (laughs) Uh,
2: but uh, Medallion Man says uh, it quickly became apparent that the oceans are just teeming with life and I'm like wow thank you yeah you know (laughs) Uh, most people's sources
1: of food and livelihood right
2: (laughs) Um, yeah the reason that that societies evolve on the coast because the food is the most plentiful. (laughs) So, uh, and the weather's so temperate and whatever. Um, I wrote, okay, thanks. You Stargate fuck. (laughs) Were you also drinking? I was not, I was (laughs) completely sober, but I was like, I've been so mentally exhausted the last few days that I was just, again, charged up, but at the same time kind of whacked out. So, um, and I said, stick with space holes and leave the ocean to James Cameron and Ed Harris (laughs) 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 with the, the movie, the abyss. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, And then we get a Wilcox trip uh, That here. was
1: also just you know a big project, so <laughs> that's right. he could uh, you know get the government's help, so he could go find the Titanic. How do you think he got
2: all those military vehicles? Okay,
1: do, okay. Uh, <laughs> I had clearance Swans. <laughs> okay, we I should, do the best challenge. Some pressure. We should hey make
0: oh, I'm <laughs>
1: high energy. Yeah. Because hey, oh, <laughs> that's Barra uh, doing. Yes. Child. It's like he's <laughs> fucking
2: terrible. No, we should make borrow a shirt that just say I had clearance once. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a PhD. Can I borrow yours?
2: <laughs> yeah. Clearance, checkbox yes, yeah. PhD, no. And then Travis Taylor, <laughs> yeah. you can have Fine. two of mine. <laughs> um yeah, we get a Wilcock drip from old Five has it Freddy's here, David Wilcock. Um of which, if you're on the Twitch stream, the Patreons already had heard it, or at least the old Patriot patrons had. Um the Patreon peak that we uploaded instead of last week's Pro BH episode was our first episode of our Patreon shows, um, which was our kind of review discussion of David Wilcox Above Majestic, kind of the ultimate conspiracy theory movie for yeah. our time. So um, there is an upcoming episode of Ancient Aliens, I think two seasons from now, that's called The Majestic 12. Oh, okay, so. yeah. Uh, but Wilcox drips right now and he says, they found over 4,700 different types of new life. It was a wealth of data so vast, it filled... Fifty volumes, and he's doing the whole thing with thirty thousand pages of information. So, um, not really any expertise, but just wanted him. I guess they wanted his you know googly face to uh, bring it home of how much info they cataloged over this journey. So, a very successful challenge that they yes. made. So, um, and then here's why. But yeah, they have a French or German professor because I cannot tell. Mm-hmm. His last name is like uh, Moser or Moroz or something mm-hmm. with a Z. But he sounds kind of French kind of German, which led me to le- believe maybe he's Belgian or something. Uh, okay um, But he's a professor at the University of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know him Bo Beany? <laughs> So it's and he looks like a Florida guy. so it's funny like to picture what we always think of as Europeans as these you know yeah. fancy lads and then they uh, he's just in the University of Florida. But I guess yeah. it's because he's a marine biology marine, marine biologist. so he comes he comes on later to talk a lot about those. Super special jellyfish that were recently found that have two nervous systems and are like totally different from any other animal life we know on earth. So, um, they also give this guy, I feel kind of bad for him. They give him subtitles, but I'm like, he's not difficult to understand. I feel like they do that a little much on this show and some right. other shows where it's like, just because he has it's a European accent, he's not speaking <laughs> Mandarin Chinese. I, I don't speak Greece, yeah. okay, <laughs> but <laughs> give I was it was like, to me straight. I was like, you come on, dude. weirdo. And then there's other people that talk like fucking morons that are speaking yeah. English, and they don't give them subtitles. subtitle, so well, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't know if that was going to be like a barfing yeah. white trash guy <laughs> or an old British man. You don't understand. They then talk about uh, spherules, which we've mentioned before. Oh. These are these are like iron nickel miniature little meteors that are kind of act like cocoons for... Um, these microorganisms as they're so the, these spherules are what make panspermia possible because they're the microorganisms in them are protected and then from radiation and all that stuff in the vacuum of space and yet and they say that you know these microorganisms could uh, organisms could last for literally be in hibernation for like millions mm-hmm. of years right and so i guess apparently they then crack open <laughs> when they survive throughout space forever and then they kind of crack open or something when they embed themselves in the earth or maybe as they embed and then erode in the dirt and then they start growing, I have no clue. But either way, uh, it's cool that they actually have images from museums of what these spherules yeah. are so right. that are known to have microorganisms in them. So yeah. we get another William Henry hit here, a Medallion Man uh, moment. And he says, uh, uh, is it possible that these extraterrestrial substances were brought here and deposited in the ocean with other forms of life by aliens? So yeah. now we get the whole thing of like, and we've talked about obviously most of the show is about aliens seeded the earth yeah. from way back in the day, but they never specifically said dumped it in the ocean. Right. And I was like, well, that would be a pretty good place for it to evolve. Right, so, a right, right. Um, lot of
1: action. lot of action.
2: I said, again, this was Prometheus shit, even though that was a river right. in Prometheus and not the ocean. But Similar.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um also called. says, uh, by the way, thank you for the Wilcock episode last week. Oh, yeah. It would have been better to upload static. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. The long-term patrons, all eight of them, uh, had heard that episode before. But, well,
1: that, but also maybe that uh, Wilcox is just a waste. So exactly.
2: No, I know. Really yeah, to... um, Yeah, because he's annoying. Yeah, for, for all you new patrons or potential patrons out there, um, we have two kind of commentary episodes of two of David Wilcox's presentations at Contact in the Desert 2019, one of them with his new wife. And, uh, yeah, we really found out the kind of arrogant – Prick that yeah. David Wilcock is. So, yeah. uh, listen to that. In the more. flesh. Um, uh, then we head back to Easter Island. They they have a fucking drone shot of Moai statues, and I'm like, fuck, like we got to go back. But at least they're talking about something kind of interesting, which is that right off the coast there are these very toxic uh, thermal air vents that come up out of the ground, yeah. uh, a few hundred feet off the coast, and there's all this interesting life that has formed in that extreme uh, environment. And they talk about the Yeti crab, who has all of these a white crab has all these big spiny hairs and his hairs evolved to right. filter out all the shit in all the
1: toxins that come out exactly. of exorbitants. Yeah.
2: Which is weird. I'm like, do our hairs do that? I guess our, our oil protects us a little from um that's why they say don't wash your hair so much because your scalp should have some oil on it to protect from infection and things. But I don't know. Yeah. Um or maybe that maybe the hair puts a goo on it that just has it like slough over and not absorb or something. I don't know. But Oh, to be a yeti or, crab! Or huh?
1: absorbs the toxins and flows away. Right, yeah.
2: which is kind of what plants do, you know. Right, it kind of shows that life is all kind of connected, you know. <laughs> Except I don't think I, for that one. I don't think anyone's <laughs> said something like that before. No. Um, it's very deep. Yes. Uh, so that yeti yeti Oceans. crab. <laughs> uh, no Swedish. Uh, <laughs> the yeti crab is mentioned here as an extremophile living in that little cluster of yeah. um, coral or they whatever. Told. And then they talk about the cone jellyfish, which is like a Temophile or some fucking name for it, the, the Latin name for it. But the Cone Jellyfish was just discovered uh, a handful of years ago, and this is the one that has um, two full nervous systems in it, which is interesting. Like They didn't really say this, but I was like, I guess that would make sense where if you had two nervous systems that were redundant in some way... Yeah. You could How have could one. You ever calm
1: down. You're so nervous.
2: I <laughs> yeah, need a couple, at least three calm systems. Yeah, you know, no coffee for that right. picture, my friend. Or they just have to jerk off all the time to keep that exactly. sexual energy low. So. Yum
1: lunch. Um, but
2: you would think that is pretty smart. That you would think that a great way to evolve would be to have redundant parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if one was killed or ripped out or whatever, yeah. you'd still have another
1: like one. that guy with two wieners. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, but anyway. Uh, they can regenerate their, regenerate their brains. As we said, this fucking French-German guy uh, ripped one of their brains out four different times, and they grew back fully each time. Um, and then uh, it could, again, regenerate from wounds, too. So yeah, he's like, oh, you could cut it and you could see it, you know, heal up. And no other. scar. No Swedish. <laughs> um, no traces
1: of violence. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. But... He dubbed them aliens of the sea because genetically they, they are so, they are so <laughs> different than any other animals' DNA makeup. Right. That's cataloged. Currently. They evolved
1: like in a completely different right. split. Like right. they're so, not really part of our. They're
2: like as far as we know, they're an offshoot. But again, yeah. if you went deeper, maybe there's fucking billions of breeds of those things. Right. That we, they just they, that was the first one to just be high enough Brown. in the yeah. various fathoms yeah. <laughs> below. Uh, for to be studied, yeah. so yes. yeah, they're
1: just going to drop a bunch of CBD oil and edibles to the bottom of the sea to yeah, see yeah. which creatures can get a little higher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but he says that uh, he goes, uh, "These are more different from all other animals than you are from a sponge." So that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, the amount of difference between most living things is very little. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. like we're only like. Point one percent away from a fucking ch- like a a, 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 a yeah, or a bird, or like some shit, you know. So uh, you anyway, miss
1: these three cormorants and you'll be a giraffe <laughs> with a vagina yeah. and a penis. <laughs> yeah, with two penises. Yes. <laughs>
2: no, no two vaginas. One butthole. Three one buttholes. Vaginas. Yes. Um, we go on the next segment where we go back to Japan. And in 2014, a sea animal, um, a mummy of a sea animal, is put on public display from this kind of private residence, yeah. and it's thought to be one of the legendary legendary kappas from Japanese lore. So, Are you my kappa? <laughs> the kappa is... Um, and so I, I finally wrote this guy's name down. He's been on a lot of episodes. Every time they go into Asian history, there's this kind of young Latin dude that looks like Oscar Isaac, the actor. The actor? Yeah. And... Uh, uh, but he is, he's got just a little bit of a Latin accent Yeah. like a Spaniard or something. And he, he, <laughs> he just seems like a creep was into Asian chicks. <laughs> like right. that just fetishizes everything Asian. Right. And he's like an Asian studies professor no, at Swedish. UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's a Swedish studies class, Probably. but, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but his name is Dominic St- uh, Stovu, S T A U V U. And he's like, no, what do you have to understand about the kappas? And he's just doing this whole creepy thing. But he explains that the kappa were these little kind of merman-looking creatures that had what looked like a beanie on their head, (laughs) like like a longshoreman beanie. But they... That beanie held their power, and they had to keep it on their head at all times, or else they could lose their when power and die. it held water, and it that, couldn't yes. spill. Yes, which is like if it spilled, what a so Japanese I thing! I
1: couldn't tell. Yes, yeah. they must do it perfectly,
2: or else it, it will die. You know, kind now of. I
1: wasn't way. sure if the water had to be held when they're out of the water. That's what I was curious water, too. Is it just always right. full then? Right. <laughs> so,
2: oh. Yeah, exactly. I was very confused by that yeah. too. Uh, they show the famous Shibuya Crossing, the biggest uh, yes. You've uh, been there. crosswalk in the world. And I, really, I literally wrote the note where I've walked and Steve hasn't. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Because he got screwed out of that trip. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, bitch. in rural mm-hmm. Japan, there are still signs around ponds and little rivers and stuff that like say, Beware the Kappa, and they have little cartoons of mm-hmm. it. Um, and of course, ancient astronaut theorists think they're aliens, right? Yeah. Uh, we get another Wilcock trip here from Five Is It Friday's David Wilcock. These introductions are getting longer. (laughs) Longer. And he says, these Kappa are really into Wera. They're into dance fighting. No. Uh, These these Kappa are reported as having an unusual intelligence. They can speak even though they have a bird-like beak. And now tangible artifacts of the physical body of the Kappa have gone on display. Will we find genetic markers that clearly show that it could not be something from Earth? And so... um, I don't know. I wrote this note of how would you judge genetically how something could not be from Earth? Like, wouldn't you? The test just be that so far this is the first of its kind on right. Earth until you had other DNA from other otherworldly beings to compare it to and understood the differences. Of which many times on the show they explained that DNA is DNA. It's just all right. grouped Spreading together everywhere. in different <laughs> ways. Yeah, <laughs> it's all
1: in my eyes. It's in my ass. <laughs> Sprinting Um, around. Sir Dubbingsley says uh, he swears he had a long-going relationship with her roommate. Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) I think they were talking about dry humping, and then he brought up uh, dildo things and strap-ons. Okay. And then he said, sorry, it was way too tight for a click. Sorry, Steve. Won't accept your dong nor dork. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So there was a whole conversation going on, on the Twitch here, I guess, yeah. okay, about Strapons. Yeah. Okay, what a great community to work out <laughs> my yeah. frustration. Yeah, that's
2: great. Uh, no limits, baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I t- I thought that was a what Beanie says the beanie means he's Jewish. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, Swedish. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's it's funny that this is one of those subtle ways that ancient astronaut theorists or any sort of kind of new age or hyper religious people. The, the the way they choose their words is important because they're telling you uh, um, uh, absolutes and it's not absolute, yeah. right? Yeah. They're telling you it's it's clearly this, and it's like no, it's not clearly that. It
1: hasn't been tested right. yet. Well, he you're says literally on pub public display. It's like from the 1800s. Exactly, like, it's been on display forever. Right, <laughs> it's a mummy. Right, yeah. so, um, but
2: yeah, the fact that he um, is sure that this, of course, is an alien on an episode where they're constantly talking about how we've only encountered probably 10% of the, yeah. the beings that live in the ocean. We've and so, only just begun. And it's, again, classic God of Gaps thing. We don't know the information, must be aliens or whatever. So yeah. um, then we move on to mermaids, spermaids here. Um, I also wrote for kind of a show note, like these shorter segments are kind of weird sometimes because it seems like the show is still edited for five segments, mm-hmm. but – there's was clearly supposed to be a break. Like, what about mermaids? And then right. but it doesn't go dark, and then it just goes an awkward music like cut change, and it's like and I'm just it just it's not a I don't know, it's it's oddly put together. It seems needlessly quick. And I wonder if it was a production decision where they were like, hey, let's just give people a little bit less chunks of information, but more frequently. Mm-hmm or if it was like hey the show's popular we can sell more ads let's sell more ads for you, or something like that i don't know but it's yeah. still 42 minutes but right. i don't know if maybe the order of the ads was different now or whatever but there are there is an extra but shorter commercial break mm-hmm. within these episodes okay. so um, they talk about how mermaids are could be in are in religions mermaids initially have some connection to space not just water by way of goddesses turning into mermaids or jumping into the sea, or Aphrodite has mermaid friend chicks that mm-hmm. hang out with her and do stuff. But there's something divine about these mermaids, and of course, because divine things come from the sky, that means right. that the ocean is kind of like space and whatever. So it's the same environment that blue. God's aliens come yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> the classic blue vastness of space. Blue sky. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, they have they have a couple it's cryptozoologists.
1: A what? It's a royal blue.
2: Oh. I thought you said that's a royal goof up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got some royal goo. That is a class A royal goof up, Kay. my friend. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, but they have two cryptozoologists on this episode. One is like a studier, and one owns a cryptozoology uh, cryptozoology museum. And I just wrote the note, how? <laughs> like, how do you what? have a cryptozoology museum when a museum implies you have some sort of evidence or artifacts? Or displays of something. I guess the Natural History Museum, but that still has dinosaur bones. It might not have right. fully formed giant rats or whatever from the Pleistocene or whatever the fuck it was, but at least it has some shit. <laughs> it has some evidence. Well, yeah, you know? it's not
1: just pictures or videos. Right. It's you know, some actual <laughs> Which I can, picture this,
2: I can picture, as you just said, this cryptozoology museum being a lot like the KGB museum yeah. we went to. We're, yeah, <laughs>
1: one room, single artifacts, and that's it. And
2: then... Big Siberian yeti come out, <laughs> 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 yeah, doing all these weird animal sounds. Um, but uh, they have this this guy, this older guy that owns a museum, and he's he's very serious about mermaids. And I'm like, of course he is, because he's a fucking cryptozoologist. So um, he literally has. He is an expert in a field of natu- of what he thinks is natural science <laughs> mm-hmm. that cannot be proven <laughs> or hasn't been proven yet, right? Yeah. So um, they go back to the Dogon people of Africa. We actually haven't heard about them for a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, they were here and then they were Dogon. Here yeah. and Dogon. <laughs> um, but they're... And I'm more of a canon person. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they are one of the most contended elements of ancient astronaut theory like a lot of skeptics talk about their obsession with the dogon people and all these different things because they use the dogon stuff so often to prove uh, in this case which is also weird they never mentioned this before with other episodes regarding the dogon of how their gods the noma were actually like aquatic gods they were like right. mermen gods or whatever um because we thought we would have remembered that but um but anyway there's a lot of criticism about then like a lot of their figures that they carve and and things how they they say that, that they're misinterpreted a lot and everything modern modern dogon descendants will still have um counter arguments kind of like how the modern uh mayans are like no our calendar didn't mean the world was ending it just mean a right. new age was starting or something yeah. so um but anyway uh they do talk about their gods the nomo uh i think no it's short Nobolo. for no homo yes. Oh, yes very straight Cloma. very big ladies man these gods big old ladies uh, men. yeah but uh <laughs> big old lady man <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. yes. um but uh, uh they came to earth of course in what seemed like a ufo which they talk about was you know a whirlwind of fire, as Medallion man says and and um uh they he and sukalos just Talk about cliche shit about, you know, they called them the teachers and the fucking meditators and watchers right. and all. It's just classic stuff. Nothing interesting. Um, but apparently they came from the sky to teach the Dogon how to dance around with grass hats because that's all they're showing of the on culture here. <laughs> hey, guys, check this out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <imuates> <laughs> grass sounds, grass <im Strawberry> sounds.
2: <laughs> there it is.
1: Ah, 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 ah. 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 ah.
2: Sounds just like that fresh cut grass. Oh, yes.
1: Bo Bandy's out. He says, Mr. and Mrs. Bo Bandy have oh. to put on our fancy clothes and go to the holiday Ooh. party. Ooh. Fucking hate going to these, but it's really nice. Miami Beach Hotel. Oh. With an open bar,
2: man. Hey, anyone else in Miami, why don't you go hang out? Bo Bandy yeah. have a little unofficial fan meetup with each other. <laughs> it's an open bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: crash the <laughs> holiday party. Yeah.
2: Um, but, Bo Bandy, uh, live stream it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if his wife works for one of them sexy Miami thong companies, you know? You know, bikinis and stuff, butt cheeks. Mm -hmm. Um, We get another huge Wilcock trip, a a Wilcock slimy stream dripping out. Um, We've got a week-old Wilcock load here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Wilcock crust here. Um, He says the Dogon said the Dogon said uh, that when the Nomo landed, (laughs) they did. They took two of their fingers on each hand. Made a hashtag sign that said "No <laughs> Homo," which was misinterpreted as the "Nomo." Yes, um, but so <laughs> well, they still did gay stuff. <laughs> yeah, they were actually just future hardcore Christians from Earth coming back in time to
1: try to eradicate the homosexual blight on our culture, especially in the African continent. Right. <laughs> AIDS anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Lunch. Holding up a cocktail.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AIDS anyone? Um, but anyway, he says the. Uh, The Dogon said that when the Nomo landed and came out of this craft they arrived in, they almost immediately jumped in the water because they were essentially fish-like humanoids. It seems that they needed to... Oh, sorry. Because they were essentially fish-like humanoids, it seems that they needed to be in the water. We are definitely dealing with an intelligent aquatic humanoid species that came here as an extraterrestrial visitor from outer space which is completely redundant yeah. <laughs> if it's extraterrestrial right. it's from outer space from somewhere else yes um
1: misa no thanks so. <laughs>
2: I was kind of picturing fucking yeah. Jar Jar Binks yeah. and the
1: the Gungans here, exactly. Um, because it's like, how would you have a spaceship full of water? Don't you think that's part of evolution? Right. Is that you don't need to be in the water? Right. And like even us needing atmosphere and air, I'm like, is there a, a next evolution where this is like water to some water exactly uh, to someone and they've evolved right. beyond it? That would seem like. Then they talk about this a lot later. I think
2: I make your exact same point where it's like, why the fuck? Would again, hyper advanced species that can travel to different stars in less time than a billion lifetimes, how would they not have evolved or have technology to prevent their obsessive need for being in a big ocean (laughs) all the time? It's like, why wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't their ship or why wouldn't they have suits that had their water or whatever? It's like, come on, guys. Like, um, anyway, it's plus, I don't know, I can't even go to it, but. (laughs) The, the Gungans, I guess, are a perfect example in the sense that also there's no rules for the Gungans in the Star Wars prequels because they live in water, but Jar Jar seems to never need water more than any other dry
1: land being or any other water yeah, being. Just right? like when they're in Tatooine, he's like, oh, Misa's skin dry. Yeah. But like, that's but nothing. About it? Nothing super. He's not going to die. Right. Uh, and, and their underwater Unfortunately, fortress. Unfortunately, you know? exactly. <laughs> their underwater fortress is, still has air. Yes. Like they go through the right? bubbles that. Then that's right.
2: In dry whatever. Yeah. Well, that's for all the other humanoids. Okay. okay.
1: Um,
2: but anyway, so uh, of course the show is now asking: Are the Nomo also the same kappa in Japan culture, Japanese culture, and the mermaids? Right? Are these all the same? It was is there one race of amphibious humanoid beings? Yeah. Um, and then I asked the question: They always it, there always seems to be multiple examples presented. But then because one of those examples, one of those cultures usually somehow gives the ancient astronaut theorists the idea that, oh, they're the ones that, like, clinch this little theory. Mm -hmm. Like, the theory here is the Nomo, the Kappa, and Mermaids, and any other uh, fish-human hybrid are the same race of aliens, right? But only because the Dogon say, describe them as such... Now they back and, like, clinch them all together. And it's like, wh- how do you pick which one? Why isn't it that the Kappa, who were very well described, because Japanese people said the Kappa was this, I think that's similar to the Nomo and do- Like, it's very weird. They always want to focus on, like, it seems a little dogmatic, where it's mm-hmm. like, why not just say there's these seven examples of this, this could be the same race, instead of the the way that they make, like, like set up the shots of the show, it's clear that, oh, it's the Dogon people, Which I think then makes their critics, it gives their critics something bigger to latch onto too, and the Donga people are one of them, right? Right. You don't hear about the critics going, oh, they talk about the All It's probably the only time they ever talk about them, right? But anyway, it's a weird, it seems very arbitrary, which then again, when you're presenting this kind of evidence for the origin of things in the universe, you got to be a little more tightened. Right. But now we get to your favorite part. The Watergate trial. (laughs) No, Watergates, or... Aquatic Stargates. Yeah. <laughs> Where good old Nessie's at. <laughs> yes. Um, this was fun, I guess. I forgot about the, what, Champy or whatever they call him, like yeah, the yeah. Lake Champlain monster. A little Champy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my kitty. Um, uh, some old New England broad is on screen looking real haggard. Yeah. And she is describing her experience seeing what will become Champ, known as Champy, but basically a Lake Champlain um, Loch Ness monster, right? A dinosaur of some kind. Some aquatic lizard or something mm-hmm, that popped its head out. And they showed the picture that she took in the 80s when her and her kids were there. And it's been super verified. It was verified by, like, the Optic Photography Society of America or some shit. And said this picture has not been doctored or whatever. Um, and it's, like, it's cool because it's not black and white like the old Nessie photo that everyone's seen. It's in it's an 80s color, but still right, it's, right, like, technicolor. Right. You can see the sun on it. You can see the skin texture a little bit and all that stuff. It's kind of like a three-quarter back view of about, I don't know, five or six feet of neck and face coming out of the water. So but she's like a simple minded child trying to describe how it looks by using her like <laughs> back of her yeah. hand. I'm like, why are you describing a dinosaur with just cause I thought she was gonna here's the mouth and the neck with her arm and she goes, It was here on by my knuckle, and then the rest of it was here by the back of I'm like, This is a very weird canvas to use right, to paint right, your right. picture, but um but anyway. Uh, the lake's namesake, uh, Lake Champlain, comes from the the 1600 the 17th century explorer, uh, Paul de Champlain, um, who uh, claims to have who claimed in his memoirs to have seen that same creature too. So pretty interesting. Um, and oh, then they show a bunch of Nessie style pictures from around the world. Different cultures have different examples of these dinosaurs, these dinosaurs mm. basically kindergarten. Um, and this is where we meet the other cryptozoologist, Chris Gerhard, who has a classic cartoon baby head of hair. Right. He's very bald, but has a little wisp right up front that looks disgusting because he's a very bearded, like like a pencil thin kind of fucking beard, dickhead dude. Yeah. And it's very odd because he has like a fucking he has his own very sweet style, of course, to himself. But then he leaves his fucking hair like that. It's like, dude. Just fucking shave it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just scrape it off with a fucking comb or something. Right, it looks right, like it can right. just. It looks like it was just sprinkle glued on top or something. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I forgot. I made this note. I wrote "sea monsters" or "sea mensters." <laughs> <laughs> mensters. Um, so of course they're asking, "What the fuck are these things? Are they aliens?" Right. So we get a real weird. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but Medallion Man's on for like a minute or two straight, and tells the story of. A reported UFO sighting in the '90s, where a guy in somewhere in America saw what he called on his front porch <laughs> the one-legged snorkel monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my cock. And I was like, it sounds like this guy got raped by a dude <laughs> or yeah. something, and this is his traumatic, uh, a traumatic like memory of this thing that he's trying to recall. But anyway, they have some really weird CG where <laughs> they're really reaching for. One of these Loch Ness style monsters to be a very small, yeah. like human size or fucking dog size or something, mm-hmm. and it looks like it. Can, they they animate it in a way that it can't even hold its own head up. Like why? Like the pictures fucking show right. it holding its own head up. Why when it's walking would it not be able to hold its own head up? And it he said that it, it like the guy reported that it looked like it was walking on one big leg that right. was kind of like a flipper. So it's a very disturbing looking thing on <laughs> a shitty wooden porch, um, yeah. but. The crazy part was that apparently it it created a portal around itself and disappeared into it. Well, my favorite part was that
1: that's what the police report says. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he called the cops freaking out and filed a report and it was that's a, what the what kind of creature was sir if you could describe it's a uh, one like snorkel monster <laughs> uh, are you sure it's a scuba and not a, and not snorkel did you see a tank sir yeah. did you <laughs> see a tank on its back <laughs> just the snorkel no mask <laughs> oh, fuck
2: um, and just a fucking hobo Third walking away this week blood and semen yeah. dripping from his dick um but, again, it's a Stargate, so you can see why they had Medallion Man tell this whole story. Uh, we immediately stop that whole thing and go to everyone's favorite line from Pirates of the Caribbean. Why is my
1: cum always so fun?
2: Yep. Uh, the second favorite, though, is Release the
1: Kraken. Uh, wait, from Pirates of the oh, Caribbean? Oh, no. Wait. What movie was that <laughs> Come from? on, Joe. Three, two, one. Can't remember. Clash of the Titans.
2: Oh, that's I knew it was a shitty movie. <laughs> I, that's why I was like, that's right. Sorry, they sorry. say are the right. <laughs> I have I saw a Clash of the Titans way back in the day, like the real one, not the new bullshit one, correct? Um, but I've conflated that with the Kraken from Pirates of the Caribbean, too. So, um, anyway, the oh, whole yeah,
1: heck is the thing like thumps and then it exactly. the Kraken comes up and eats a ship, the old thump and dump.
2: Um, they give a little crack in history, which is cool because I didn't really know this, but apparently it's a Norwegian explorer's. Uh oh, no Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, his discovery, apparently. So uh, he was out in the ocean. A huge whirlpool opens up, um, similar to the Charybdis in uh, mm-hmm. Greek mythology on the in the Odyssey. It's a, it's a huge, it's a monster that creates a whirlpool and yeah. absorbs ships. So, um, same kind of shit. But now they're talking about how these whirlpools. Might not just be water, but they're water-based stargates. Yeah. Uh, and I'll have more to talk about that a little later. But we get another Wilcox drip here and says, uh, it could be that our definition of extraterrestrial life is a little too strict and that these are species that came here from somewhere else. So again, the Kraken or any, any whirlpool creating, we don't even know if the Kraken exists. A, it's still a legendary creature. If they talked about a giant squid... That would be one thing, right? Yeah. But, um, but anyway, uh, Talk Thompson comes on, who is an anthropologist at USC or UCLA or something, and he—he's like he looks like a porn doctor, but at least mm-hmm. he is a professor of anthropology. Yeah. Um, and he's so sparsely used, but because his name is so weird, I think that's why we all remember him. But, uh, but he basically is—he's the one that brings a little bit of sanity to. This is a perfect example of some people are bringing some sanity and logic to the show. And yet they act as if it's supporting what the ancient astronaut theorists are claiming. Right. But it's actually kind of contradicting it in a way. So Todd Thompson says, um, he's the guy that says, we haven't explored most of the ocean. So there's lots of shit that might have been seen like a one-off event. There was some crazy perfect storm of shit where someone saw a giant squid before they knew what giant squids were or things right. like that. And the, these are what they call like legendary creatures, but they're actually just an undiscovered species of something. So um, anyway, this is where the whole... This is a game changer, okay? The Second half of the show is really focused on a neoprene suit that is deliciously filled with David Childress's belly. Yes. So his gut, his butt, and his cunt. Um, they're all... Sucks. He's, he's flippered out. He's got those tanks that the one in snorkel monster did not have. Um, and he is on location with a diving expert with a superhero name, uh, Spencer Stander. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, for some context, they're in Tulum, Mexico, which is like the most eastern spot in Mexico, basically. It was an old Mayan city, previously an even older Olmec city. Um, so there's a, they think there's some crossover between their depictions of gods and things like that um, and there is a big uh, there is a consistent diving god that is unnamed that is pictured on a lot of these buildings on the coastline there and Childress chimes in for the first time and he's on location he is tanned hot and sweaty just like i like him and he says uh, behind me is a stucco relief of a, a winged being who's either diving down from the sky or he's diving down into the water. I'm like, wouldn't that still be from the sky or from yeah, higher yeah. up than the water? Uh, his real identity is not known. So uh, the interior of the temple also apparently had uh, the Mayan water goddess, which I didn't write down her name, depicted on it too, showing some connection with this diving god in water and whatever too. Um, and uh, similar to the Olmec water gods who ruled over a water, an underworld of water under the ocean called... Talela Khan. And Mm -hmm. that's the big kicker here because um, in the jungle right by there, there is what they think uh, is a place, is a uh, body of water, which we mentioned on the Rami Romani – wait, Rami Romani? Yeah, because when they go to all the different
1: networks of these things. Yeah, the cenotes. Yeah.
2: Um, So he's in the same area. It might have been some of the same cenotes too. But um, apparently one of these cenotes lines up with the description of the entrance into Telelecon, like the, a, a, a place where uh, souls pass through, it's right. a portal where souls pass where through. Where
1: the underworld meets the above world. Yes.
2: Uh, yes. Correct the mundo. And he said, Childress chimes in and says, um, There's an intriguing sight. He's always kind of yelling because he's not like, There's an intriguing sight right here off the coast of the Caribbean Sea, and it may have a connection to Telecon and its name is Cenote Angelita, and it's right here, and he's right next to this big lagoon, like bog-looking. It's a classic jungle-looking lagoon, right? Mm -mm. Um, Looks very inviting, but also looks like there's lots of grossies in there. So, um... Uh... uh, Oh, I just said what I said about Rami Romani. These cenotes were thought to have been formed, at least some of them, by um, the dinosaur-killing meteors in the Yucatan Peninsula, where they are, and... Uh, the meteors left a special kind of quartz called shock quartz. Yeah. Shock quartz. <laughs> uh, me quartz, as I call them. Mm. Um, but. Uh, You're not worthy. They go really in, in deep into quartz energy here. And I was about to roll my eyes, but apparently, and they might have mentioned a long ass time ago, but they mentioned that quartz in particular can apparently theoretically create mathematical, mathematically proven, or not proven, theoretical wormholes because of something mm. called the Kesimir effect.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: they have Michael Denon on to explain what the Kesimir effect is. It's like they show this diagram where like these two energies are coming at each other and then two walls go up because of the way the quartz crystalline structure is. And in the middle of that is this negative energy where space is a vacuum or some I don't know. It's, it's They don't really do a good job of explaining how. Space is a vampire. <laughs> 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 I was like, "That's a weird Denon impression." <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, the whole point is that they're they're threading this thought into your head. Ooh. There you go. Um, <laughs> she's real hot. She'll yeah. distract you <laughs> from all the lies the ancient uh theorists say. But they're saying that basically these quartz in this cenote is very special and has has weird energy, right? So, um, and that there might be wormholes in there because of this shock quartz crystal. So. Um, They're in the cenote and – or sorry, in the cenote. (laughs) The weird thing about it is that the ocean water comes in a certain way and salt and the fresh water comes in. So there's actually like an underground – underwater separation of like an an ocean and a river. It looks (laughs) like there is a river of Of fresh water in the ocean or vice versa, whichever one. And so, which is a very, apparently unique to this one spot in the world. So, because it's literally on the edge of the coast, but I guess there's enough fresh water coming in from inland and ocean water coming in the underground holes to the cenote to make them kind of do an oil vinegar kind of thing. So, um, Childress chimes in again. He says, where we are right now in the Yucatan. He says, Yucatan, never Yucatan, which maybe he's right, but... Um, is about as far east as you can go in Mexico. And the description of Tlalocan was that the very eastern side was where the waters of the underworld met with the waters of the surface world. And it was said that souls passed through here, and the Aztecs believed very strongly that this was a portal to another dimension. So um, that's setting the stage for the cenote this Pool cave is kind of what it is. It's a big mm-hmm. open top, and you can go in it. You don't have to crawl into a dry cave to go down into the wet parts right. like we usually do. So, um, Wilcock is on, of course, to say that this is a fucking wormhole. Why wasn't it William Henry saying it was a wormhole? I don't know. Um, again, they're starting to misuse the people on the show. They're starting to use them a little too interchangeably, which I don't
1: like. Right. They're not then the expert of whatever. Right. Um,
2: mm-hmm. And yeah, we, and th- this is where we first meet the dive master, if that's even a fucking thing, called Spencer Stander. Um, he's a classic. He's another slick back kid, uh, but pretty much fits the profile of someone you might call a dive master. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, looks like he, you know, potentially rapes a lot of women or something, right? Never just has a nice... Time with the woman they owe him because he yeah. is a dive master, yeah. right? And so, uh, you know, if you want to get scuba certified, you better go on the scuba casting couch there and you're going to have to work for it, sweetheart. So no. um, these tanks don't work themselves, right? No. <laughs> as he's rubbing his tits, <laughs> his nipples. Um, so here we go is the David dive here, as I called it. Uh, Childress is in full jungle sweaty explorer he's even sweatier here and then we see those neoprene shots he's got his class i think we've seen him twice in neoprene now it's like mm-hmm. a yellow and uh black one so he's doing the um who's the bad green lantern the yellow lantern uh not sinestro sinestro is he's got sinestro? a sinestro yeah. suit on here um Stan, uh, spencer sander of course all black yeah the coolest color so um they're diving down the darkness this is all it's pretty cool footage pretty cool cans um they're down there and Cl- robert clotworth the narrator of the show is like it's darker than the most vast reaches of space, and I'm like, "Well, we can see it on the camera. <laughs> like yeah. you're not you're not seen saying what what you're right, explaining right, here." Right. So, uh, Joe just chimes in uh, chimes in again. just chiming in again, uh, and kind of is mimicking, or sorry, he's expounding on what Clotworthy just says. He's like, "Even though we had lights, it, it was like we were floating in the cosmos, uh, but then as we got down a hundred feet or more." Uh, then we could start seeing the signs of the cenote, and then this strange layer began to emerge. So um, there's a mound of dead trees that looks like kind of a it, like they make up a fake shoreline that's floating. It's really odd, mm-hmm. um, and is really cool to see. Like this is the most interesting part of the episode to see yeah. a piece of geography like this, um, and you could totally see how people that didn't know or couldn't explain it could see this as a gateway between two worlds. Yeah, right? if they so. could get down there right and that's really the big question too that even Childress asks so to be fair to him so um, now if it was a leather tube a leather wormhole like we know most of them are you would think that there'd have to be some sort of treatment to keep it from rotting or something but maybe that's because it's magic or I don't know so if you believe in magic (laughs) If believe in magic,
1: you hope do, <laughs> in a heart it is
2: hard to <laughs> always have friend big red shoes. Because I only know the McDonald's version oh. of that Because <laughs> it's in a young girl's heart, but it's yeah. like, it's, it's like, if you believe in magic, uh, and I hope you do. You'll always have a friend wearing big red shoes. Because it <gasps> was the, it was the Ronald McDonald, Ronald. McDonald yeah, Foundation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was classic role because <laughs> he's just like. Oh. He's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, I'm not only the leader <laughs> of Ronald McDonald Foundation, I'm also a client. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have problems. <laughs> uh, Clotworthy, the narrator, asks if aliens used this cenote as what he says, if they thought this was the perfect place to make a Stargate. And yeah. I'm like... Why would they oh, care about a perfect, perfect place? Yeah, I'm like, I asked if do the, do the do the aliens have some sort of sense of artistry or romance in their star great stargate creations? Like, it's like, come on, dude! Like, they must have thought this is. I'm like, why? Because we are in awe of this cool geographical thing. Why would they care? Yes, yeah. I mean, they might. I mean, they, again, if we explored another world, then we might they might see cool. We might see cool, fucking purple volcanoes and right. Come geysers and things like that. Exactly. But um, but then we just look up from our own pants and our own asshole and go, oof, shouldn't have eaten all those plums, and I shouldn't have edged so hard. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yum lunch. Yes. Um, the hydrogen sulfide layer that's in the salt water is poisonous. So I'm like, they don't even say this once. I was like, oh, maybe they see it as a portal to another dimension or the underworld because you fucking died if you went. Nobody ever came back up from going that deep, right? So Jojo um, chimes in again. And I wanted to be true to what he said. I wanted him to say kind of spooky, but he said pretty spooky. But he says, he goes, this whole thing was pretty spooky. And it's, it's it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So, um, uh, back on location. Oh, like back on land and they're looking at the footage that they shot. He just keeps saying, Oh man, that was, that was really strange. It was so strange down there. Just said strange over and over again. Um, but he does ask a decent question. He says, how would <laughs> the Aztecs have known? Once down there, a hundred feet below the surface, uh, I suppose the shamans could have gone down there in a trance state. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, but but for someone to go down there is incredible. So, I, and I agree. I guess I don't know how. I guess the shamans could have casted that Harry Potter spell that puts a right. bubble around their head and they can go underwater. Oh, Loris. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Um. Did Matt just tell us to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then he continues. He says. You have to ask yourself, could the shock quartz here create wormholes that the extraterrestrials might have used for interdimensional travel? And their whole thing here is that underwater is a great place to hide, right? And I, I get that, I guess. It's why it's why they the Mysterious Places episode was all about how alien spaceports are all in a mountain or, or in underwater, yeah. even though they're also a fucking pyramid that is worshipped by lots right. of people that they knew would worship it. So... I don't really understand this point. I also, the thing I don't like about this assumption that these were underwater wormholes, we have, I bet you a scientist could explain exactly if the effect that a wormhole would have on physical water mass, let alone rock or whatever. Like, what happens when a wormhole appears not in empty air, right? right. <laughs> Isn't a wormhole now pulling in a bunch of shit or stuff's coming through or whatever? It's, it's literally ripping, <laughs> ripping a hole in the fabric of space and time. Right. Don't you think some water would be sucked in or drained out, or you'd have like you'd see a refilling, you'd see a sphere because they say that they would actually appear as a sphere. Um, So wouldn't that like fucking carve out some of the rock to like you know I'm I'm like this is very it's all very weak you know so um, anyway let alone. You would think that if the aliens were underwater somewhere and they opened up a wormhole, it would just flood with water coming out the <laughs> other <sighs> end. I don't know. But um, the last segment here is all about how aliens love water. So uh, August 30, 2012. They posted a Craigslist ad that said <laughs> into water sports. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, you and party and freaked. play. Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, they talk about the, the Van Allen... <laughs>
1: You watch Ellen yesterday? Yeah. No, the Van uh, Allen. The, the belt. Van Allen uh, yeah, hot for teacher, right? <laughs> 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 um
2: yeah, the Van the Van Halen belt's out there, very sad and lonely. It finally gets some probe friends. They send some probes into the Van Allen belt, and this is where you've seen this picture most likely, um, since then of a big basically a big donut of magnetic fields around the earth. So pretty far out into space around the border of the earth. There's a big kind of like bagel of magnetic field that go into the, pole, the north and south poles at the center, like a hole, and they kind of puff up out from there. So the Van Allen belt got these probes out there which actually could record the radio frequencies of the magnetic waves that are out no. there. Uh, and I think the magnetic waves, correct me if I'm are created by the Earth's spin and all that stuff
1: too. Yeah, it's like the, the metal, basically core. Right. Uh, spinning creates the magnetic right. field. That's right. Yeah.
2: Um, so... Uh, and they discover that when they listen to the music of these frequencies, it sounded like humpback whales. Yeah. This ep- this is where the episode falls apart. It's fucking retarded. Um, and of course, we get resident electromagnetic astrobiology astrophysics expert George Nori on yeah. <laughs> to tell a Nori story, and he says radiation and things in the universe make noise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the similarity to the humpback whale sound could it be a coincidence? i don't believe in coincidence
1: <laughs> but it is weird yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay thanks Great. george um we get a Wilcock trip immediately that's how you've afterwards. gotten out of jail several times nori is coincidence right. and now you're saying you don't believe in it but i am yeah. weird my cock was around there was just a coincidence
2: um yeah this kid's butthole was bleeding it was weird i'm, yeah. I'm telling you it's weird <laughs> yeah i don't believe in coincidence but it it's weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, and it was weird. Yeah. Uh, but Wilcock, uh, you know, five heads, Fred, five heads at Freddy's. David Wilcox says, "It's possible to me, very serious. now. <laughs> it's possible to me that the aquatic humanoid aliens in the universe might be able to notice that these electromagnetic belts around the Earth are ringing like a gong." And he goes, he does the fucking Cody yeah. <laughs> with his hands, Sa- a gong saying, "Hey, there's water here," and I'm like. First of all, what? Yeah, Uh, and that could very well attract them or draw them to our planet, almost like a beacon to a watery
1: world. (laughs) And I'm just picturing like a beacon to a watery world. Do you mean just a beacon to a water-filled world? (laughs) He's describing
2: what is essentially a beacon to a watery world, just in a gong uh, uh, metaphor. but, but, (laughs) But I'm like, okay, maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but. Why would electromagnetic fields surrounding the planet tell them that there was water there unless what I think he's positing is that it's because the radio frequencies are somehow handcrafted to sound like whales, (laughs) which are an aquatic thing that could only exist on a heavily aquatic planet? That that might be one of the biggest reaches on this show I've ever heard. Whales could be interdimensional beings. There's people that believe that as well. Yeah, they watch Star Trek 2. Exactly um but anyway <laughs> oh this is where i finally because they start saying "What if the aquatic aliens are on the hunt for water all the time and i'm yeah. like why the fuck would water aliens run out quote unquote of water and need all this fucking just water they go blow up meteors and ice and all that kind of stuff and i wrote here's my note i said again if they can travel to other fucking stars then they damn well know where the watery planets are Or they can probably just pull in water from ice crystals in the vacuum of space all the time, right? There's there's water and and ice and shit out there in space, regardless. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's this is the point we made before. It's like if they can travel (laughs) trillions of light years in an instant or a year or whatever they probably have their water situation yeah they probably got their canteens figured out yeah before the remixer okay <laughs> right um sooks is not even worth mentioning in this episode he says two pointless things that are just you know they were teachers they were starved whatever so um, we get uh, Ken Gerhardt again uh, the baby-haired cryptozoologist guy and he's like He's like, we can't discount, I can't really, I don't even remember how he talks, I just know what kind of heavy. but he's like, we can't discount the possibility that some intelligent and dangerous beings exist in the deepest depths of the ocean, and I'm like, well, no one's discounting that. Now, what you mean as intelligent is one thing, because he literally is talking about the abyss, right. where there is a race of sentient, sentient advanced beings down there. That could just kill us at any moment, or whatever. Just literally, the plot of the abyss. So, right. um, we get our we get our not our only Martell moment, but the only one that uh, neither of them mentioning. neither of them are worth mentioning technically, except that he mentions a key word that he's very keen on focusing on throughout his appearances on the show: white power. Well, pretty close. He says, knowing that our oceans are as deep as they are. There's a whole other world of exploration for us, which I'm like, are you a little kid? Uh, and we might even discover other races living on the planet Earth, but at the deepest part of our oceans. And I'm like, of course, it's always about race with yeah. with this guy. Um, they then kind of finished the episode out with, with the same Robert Clotworthy Galactic Daddy shit. But now, what if we met the, our you know, our forefathers below the surface instead of outer space? So uh that's it for uh, Creatures of the Deep. But uh, the next episode is Circles from the Sky, which I'm assuming is crop circles, but... Um, circle from the sky. I, Excuse me, I farted. Um, no, but anyway, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, But yeah, other than that... Uh, oh, yeah, Steve's got to get the fuck out of here, so... Well, we yeah. just keep talking. Well... Let's talk about the book, Chair of Evolution, our favorite child porn magazine.
0: But yeah, please, please, for the love of God, keep listening to our show. Tell your show. Tell our show. Tell your friends about our show. Tell us. Tell your shows about our friends. Warner, yes. <laughs> um, Thrill thrilling all those people. <laughs> well, okay. They really need some shows. Uh, but yeah, uh, tell your friends about the show. Tell everyone to subscribe. Uh, we just got our Spotify rundown, like everyone's been shown on Twitter and stuff. Thanks for listening on Spotify and subscribing. There's thousands of you, apparently. Um, and, uh, yeah, subscribe to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for exclusive content every month. Uh, follow us on social media on Twitter at probing aliens, probing ancient aliens on Facebook and Instagram. Listen to Beer, There, are Drunk, That, our other podcast on the same podcast services as probing ancient aliens. And follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. And donate your Twitch Prime account, which you get with your Amazon Prime account if we figure out how to do it. Exactly. That is. So, other than that, this has been How You Do (laughs) Productions. Bye, Bye. proactive whole sex words.